0: You are now listening to The Bandana Project. This is Series 1, Episode 1, with Lewis Jack Hinman and myself, Lyndon Ashworth. Today we'll be listening to Lewis' story as a musician, how he has progressed through COVID, and the 1st hand view on his music and lifestyle. Make sure you keep up to date with all our podcasts and news via Instagram, at The Bandana Project. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I will see you guys very soon. Hello everyone, hope you're all doing well, Lyndon here. Welcome to the first ever bandana podcast. This is Series one episode one, and today we are joined with our first guest, which is Lewis Jack Inman. Just you say hello, Lewis You're right there hello yeah how you doing man? How's it been
1: i uh, I am good i'm I'm good, just keeping busy. How about you?
0: <laughs> yeah, same. It's a very weird time that we're in, especially for musicians yeah. and everyone in the, like just in different industries and stuff it's uh Tell me about and to remember. Yeah,
1: absolute madness. <laughs> it's
0: just it's yeah, crazy. Weird. Yeah, it's just really weird. Right, so uh, Lewis, do you want to give everyone a quick brief about who you are and what you're about?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm Lewis Jack Inman. I'm a musician from Leeds. Uh, at the moment, I'm a solo artist. I write, record everything from my home studio. Um, usually gig quite a bit, but obviously lockdown's put on hold, so at the moment, I'm just just creating at the moment finding sounds to experiment with and that
0: yeah it's a pretty tough time for a musician how are you coping with it at the moment Lewis
1: um yeah well past year I mean when it first started it was like a shock with lockdown because I'd started gigging more as a solo like I used to gig a lot with my band but then I started doing solo stuff after that split up and uh I were getting into a good routine with more gigs happening, then it, it got locked down. So, like the girl I was going for a gig more just got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Around <laughs> so, this, like I said, cause I, was, um, I built like this studio. um I i mean, I had it before, but it just means that, like, to keep myself occupied, I just invested more time in here, songwriting, recording, and it, it was like it was depressing because there were no gigs, but at the same time, like as as naff as it's been for the actual scene it, I take the positive I can take from it is just like I've learnt more from the production side and just advancing on like my creative ability than like with every release I've done so I've managed to release a few things over lockdown and it's just just keeping in that zone of just keep making music while it's going then at least when I'm gigging I actually have a I'll have a decent amount of songs to choose from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with all the negatives obviously we've not been able to gig, we've not been able to be out there and showcase our music Um, there's been quite a few positives I've seen you know, like you said, building home studios, uh, learning more about the tech side of things, getting more understanding with your instruments oh, right. yeah, there's been, I've seen loads of bands and artists write a lot more songs,
1: yeah yeah definitely, definitely. Seen,
0: you know, them use the social media as best as they can so as much as it's made us part, there has been a few positives from this.
1: Yeah, yeah. De- I mean, definitely excited. I didn't... I was quite naff with the social media sign. Like, when I did... When I did my first album before I wrote Lockdown, it was very... Cause I, was, I was working... The job I was working at the time as well, it took up a lot more time, so I didn't have as much free time. So, like, with that approach, that album, um, it was very stripped back in the way. I did it very... um. With an approach of minimalist, like didn't go too far with it, but then, which I, I like, but like when I like compared to now, like when lockdown happens, like you say, having more of this time, I like delve more into, well, instead of simplicity, why not get a bit more complicated and just learn more? It's so, like now I'm, when I've been recording, I've learned like different more techniques, I've got into layering, and that's what I mean. Like this past year, I, I thought I wanted to be like quite a, a a simple approach artist but then like lockdown happened and now it's just with all time I've had it's just taught me that skill of actually putting putting more time into learn you know just learn these new skills and actually advancing myself with what I want to make and you realise more that actually more potential you can
0: hit. Yeah it's like what they say you know you need to learn something every day to progress and as a musician yeah, yeah. I, I believe strongly in that as well that you know learning uh, something each day if it's little or small, it definitely contributes to how you play, yeah. how you song right. It's oh, a yeah. spinning curve.
1: Yeah, I mean, like with this, Um so like I was saying, my first album was stripped back, so lockdown happened. And i just finished an EP then, which I put a bit more into. like I did more guitar layering than that, so I wanted more of a fuller sound. And then lockdown happened, so I started recording an album. But then, like so said, I'd done all learning out mic and stuff, different ways of layering guitars, like even experimenting with guitars themselves with tunings. Started uh, getting into like synthesizers more, like more the electronic side of production, like learning how to like programming and stuff like that. And then that's advanced even more with my songwriting, like realising these crazier sounds you can make and mix into it all.
0: Yeah, especially nowadays, you know, with all the effects pedals, um, digital, online, you know, places like GarageBand. um oh, Definitely. All sorts of stuff like that. They they definitely help with your sounds as well. But yeah, it's just it's been a crazy time for everyone to adjust and learn some things new. I hope everyone else. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think I think a lot will
1: take um from this. Like the time they've had, it'll have caused that as much of a setback. It's caused. I I think we can like kind of get on with it, knowing we've taken hopefully more development for ourselves as musicians from it and advancements and like just overall get becoming a, like, stronger artist in the world.
0: Yeah, it's, it's given everyone self-development. You know, I've seen it with people in my band, like Liam. He's, he's been self-developing a lot. <laughs> up, you know, mm. a few, you've been doing it. Um, quite a few other bands and artists have took the time to do a bit more self-development, and it definitely shows, especially when you all get back together.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: It's given us a break from everything, but, you know, one day we'll be back out there doing what we love. Oh yeah, yeah. Fingers fingers crossed this year, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> not so, with a uh, jump gun. <laughs> <laughs> trust. So let's talk about um, a bit more into your past. What what were your inspirations and stuff when you were growing up?
1: Um. So like, while we were growing up, um, I listened, to my, like, uh, my dad used to, well, he still does, he listens to, like, blues, blues rock, so, like, going from, like, Stevie Ray Muddy Waters, uh, then Jimi Hendrix and all that, like that blues yeah. rock sound, uh, so I grew up on that, or obsessed with it, thinking, I wish I could play like that, but obviously being a kid, you just, <clears throat> well, me as a kid, I just, I preferred video games, because I was lazy, um, <laughs> then I got to being a teenager, and I'd always listen to music, and I kind of wanted to do something with it, but I just thought more of a listener. Then I got into, I think it was like, well, 14, I got into like uh, Nirvana and all that, like the 90s sound with um, grunge and underground punk. Um, So that made me pick up a guitar thinking, I'll give it a shot. So like growing up as a kid, when you listen to Hendrix, you think it's good, but there's that thing where you think to play guitar, you've got to be able to shred. But then when you listen to like Nirvana and like pistols and romance, I and you get like punk and like grungier sounds, with it's a bit more welcoming because it's very simple but very powerful at the same time. So I think that's what give me nudge to yeah, pick up a guitar.
0: I, I think you know, simple does work.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. So yeah, it's like I pick up guitar from that, learn a few power chords, and then I just started listening to more stuff. And then like as I started getting more into instrument and actually getting more. Complex, I was getting into other instruments, and then it was just like I got it like I got bored of playing covers because I were in this cover band for a bit. And it was like, it's like, well, I actually want to do something more with it. And then that's what got me into starting to write songs. And I like, I want to do my own thing instead of playing other
0: people's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what was, what was your first band called then?
1: Uh, my first band was Fossils, and right. it was a it, yeah, it we're a grunge band.
0: Grunge, yeah, that's pretty yeah,
1: cool. grungy punk. It were it were good. It went for a few year. Um, we released two EPs, I believe yeah, that's all. yeah, yeah. We went pretty well. Released some live stuff as well. I mean, I've released all about now only one thing on my own page, but uh, that were uh, at that time I do like. I have I have great memories from it. that's That's like where where I start. I, that's. Where I say I started as a musician, you know, like getting it, it really serious. Yeah. And definitely. So, yeah, from there, that would just did so much with that with digging and that. And I was like, with the guys, we did, we just, we ended up splitting up to so like getting jobs and becoming an adult, basically, not having as much time <laughs> as we did as teenagers. But,
0: I mean, like, yeah.
1: A lot of that, it's just what it, all of that is where like, all for your learning of songwriting and how to book gigs and getting on uh, festivals and stuff like that. All 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 the learning curve of uh, being a musician in your local scene came from that band. So like a lot of a lot of what I do now, I don't it a lot of what I've been able to do now comes from the experience of that because I've gained like the confidence and the know how in a way that's how I put it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the first few years of you becoming a musician, you really start to like find which pathways you want to go. You know, you try out different ones. Yeah. So like, you might be in a funk band and you think, do you know what? Right, I really want to do pop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We were just we Doesn't. Yeah, yeah. We just a variety of sounds. It like. So
1: we started as grunge punk. I think towards end, we were getting more like alternative rock. Not like, not like Foo Fighters, but like towards like you know that sound back in the 90s where that weird phase where grunge were dying out and then like alternative and harder rock and all coming then it was like we got into that yeah. area of the sound um, it was just like stuff like that like advancing knowing what genres we wanted to play but then even just like as I say with gig inside like I remember the, like the first few years just walking into pubs we just like posters like can we do a gig here <laughs> yeah we'll yeah, do just it just we'll just do fun. it for free we just we just wanted to play we are like it were only, I think, only the last few years when we started getting paid gigs, uh, that that were like shock to us because we've been doing it for three hours' time, you know, just getting about. And then when you start getting onto these ticketed things, it's like, oh my god, are we actually, <laughs> are we actually picking up? This is madness.
0: Yeah, talking about gigs. Where, where was the, like the first place that you ever played?
1: First place I ever played yeah, was this. Um, <laughs> oh, that were rough, and uh, we went. <laughs> uh, what were it called now I think it's shut now it worked Black Bull in Shrewsbury. oh
0: and, right so yeah, yeah.
1: me then yeah we got a gig um, we got a gig there um, it's about sound like Marley verse Leeds it was about a 30 minute drive but we just messaged them on Facebook and there were only two of us in band at time it was Aaron Guitar on drums and I um, were only young then um, and we got we got in and it was just, it were, it one of them. It's like your first proper gig where it was empty, but it were oh, it were a character pub though. So there was some locals and they were funny, funny stuff. <laughs> funny stuff said in that, but it was just like, like me there's like, so I think I was like 15, but I, I think I was tall as a kid. A lot of them thought I was 18, but I'd just never say, oh, I'd never buy booze or all. I just played it safe, but we used to get gigs. So it worked and now we're in there as a fifteen year old. I remember just looking around thinking, oh my God. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this, is this is something. This is something this. Yeah, no, it was it were, it was a good gig though, and they were they were um like I just remember there were one fussy heckler guy, but it was just expected. But it it like it were going from that, that's where that's where you've got to start. You have to start in these places where live mute you just where anywhere that'll take you, really, it would, it would just that's how it was around my area when you were starting bands. It were like even pubs that aren't made for like the art, live music venues that just take you in, so you, you won't fit in at all and it'd be a dead gig <laughs> with like a
0: few ecklers. But it's like you've got to make a start
1: somewhere, you sit around, they won't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's true, you've got to go out and get it, especially in the music industry. It's you know, you either Go out and get it, or it doesn't work out for you, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all about you know, just dipping your toes in while you know you've got to jump in, yeah, it's 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 crazy, definitely. So, let's talk about what how you became a solo artist. Um, how did that come about then? How did you find your feet to become a solo artist?
1: Um, so it were. When I was fossils to start that when I was a teenager, uh, we had a break for a bit when I was doing uh, like my exams and now college for a bit, just so I could you know get a good start. Um, so in between that, I was kind of writing different stuff to the band. And then I got back into the band, so I'm writing back on that, and then the band eventually ended, um, I didn't want to stop doing music. I wanted to keep going, so I tried starting a few other bands, but it just, it, like. Work. Yeah, it one never got to any practices. You get members, but it was just like there were no like vibe or energy for it. So I just I ended up finding songs and some like, demos I did in that period. So, uh, before when uh, we had a little break, so I just went over them and matured them a bit to the age I am now, like changed some of like, lyrics that I thought were a bit weak. I started doing a few gigs and then, um, I started making a home studio setup. So we had a free room in the house because my sister moved out. So I was like, I'm having that as a studio. Um,
0: <laughs> yep, I'm having that me.
1: Yeah. Did it on budget, you know, like using just anything I could find. I ended up build, like, just building this up and then, so I was interested in recording. So I did a music in college as well. So I had a bit of an idea.
0: Oh, right. Just, Which college did you go to?
1: Um, I, went to Wake, I went to Wakefield College. College right. of Music. Yeah. did about a year there. Um, so I've got some insight on how like, no, basic set up and how to like you know just do a basic recording so that helped so I, like i ended up like investing like books as well to read on it it was just like yeah just into that just i built all this and then i ended up recording an album from scratch like just with gear i had um a few songs i had there i wrote a few songs to go a bit and i wrote up this album recorded it and then when I'd done that made some CDs I started reading. so it was like it just came from not being able to like settle into another band and I think it's just like I didn't because of how like the previous band ended fine I didn't really want to just move on to another band I thought I'd rather just be on my own for a bit you know just work on myself but then that ended up going from being like a, more of a just jamming to myself to actually I'm going to try and go at it as a solo artist
0: for a bit yeah, it's pretty cool. Lot yeah. I've seen. Also, um, done quite a bit of project work over the past couple of months.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I try and get involved in anything I can. So that's the thing. It's like, I want to be solo, so I don't really want to commit to a band too much, like full time. I'd rather do solo. But like any little projects that pop up, like the main one I've been involved with, it's with One Step Outside Records, and I, I just call it a Bad Project because first one where they did an album called Bad Dylan. And um, it were like Bob Dylan, but punk. And it were a punk band called Bad Dylan. It was really good. Then yeah. second album they did were Bad Dylan that's what it uh, Masters of War. But they actually asked people to get involved, you know, record their own rendition of a Bob Dylan song. So, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So I did that. I don't even, I didn't, I mean, I listen to him a bit more now, but I never really listened to Bob Dylan. So I just like, I think I just searched, like, ranked, like, a random Bob Dylan song, like, you know, on the generator, and I ended up getting one. One from Big Lebowski, man, manning me. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just took the we lyrics. From... Yeah, yeah, I just took lyrics from it and reworked it. it, like, did the music totally different. So I thought, if I don't listen to Dylan, I don't want to have to relearn. I don't want to have to, like, learn the Bob Dylan song. So I thought, I'd rather make it my own. So we did that. Um, That's pretty good yeah we well, were an experience they were sent that off and that was to raise money for skate parks in i think it's israel I'm not too sure um right. it's the skate power just like in you know of it, like it's like water areas you know where they build skate parks up for kids in community you know just to bring some you know just sum it back to them so they can get out start socializing learning you know and yeah you get skill and that with the friends and then um yeah, then lockdown happened. So, like a year after that, with lockdown of a year, um, it it put another a message us a it message us all in the group who we were in the Bad Dylan one, and it were just like, um, I want to do Bad Marley. Now we know Bob Marley, but <laughs> Bob same, Marley. Con- yeah, same concept, but we'll do it this way. You know, we'll do Bob Marley songs. Um, So I ended up doing No Woman, No Cry. Just made that I love that tune. Oh, same. As soon as he said that, I was like, dibs on that song. (laughs) I'm having (laughs) that song. (laughs) (laughs) I would have done
0: Concrete Jungle, me. That's another good tune. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's loads. There's one on it. I can't remember what who did it. It's opening track on first disc. They did Coming In From The Cold. And they did it, but they've done it and it's like, can't even word the genre it's, a, it's got like poppy Simpson that but it's quite punky as well it's just it's That's a total cool. remake like you would if you'd never heard the original mm. and you heard that you'd think it were like an original song you could it I mean I'd say you think it would be in charts because I think it sounds amazing who worked yeah. on that um, but yeah we did um, so yeah we did Bad Marley this time and that was to raise um, money for Dementia UK so that would great because um like my family, my one of my grandparents is affected with that. So as soon as he said that with charity as well, I was like, God, oh, definitely want to be involved in this." Yeah. So but, we managed yeah. to raise money for that, and I, f- I forgot on how much exactly, but um, it, it we we like raised more than expected. It was Really good feedback, and I think it was best selling CD for his label that year. Like let's say with lockdown as well, it sold it sold out. On we did, a, I think he did a limited run of 50 cds and oh, sold if... out within like two days or something
0: <laughs> that's that's pretty good that that's pretty good yeah for a... uh, that's... yeah it sold do you know so we did some more.
1: <clears throat> what did you say pal
0: do you know how much you guys raised
1: um after i have to find out i can't remember exactly um but i did i did put a post on it um and it worked it, quite a bit So i was shocked i was like this is great um and it just got well feedback, because so, we sold them CDs so fast. We did a few more pressings, you know, just to raise a bit yeah. more. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, we did T-shirts as well. We sold out pretty much everything. I mean, you can still get album now, but it's only digital. But um, the money's still, uh, any sales, it's like uh, like 100% goes to Dementia UK.
0: Yeah, guys, get onto it. Bad Marley CD. Yeah, it's great Get stuff. your digital copyright there.
1: Yeah, digital, it's on Bandcamp, digital copy. But he also did a. I'll add a quick other note. I, I want, I want, he did a second one where it was like there were another, a few more tracks. There were some artists who won on first Bad Marley. But there were to go with him, he did some remixes of um, some of tracks off the uh, first album just as a follow up oh, right. CD uh, in December. I, I'm not on that one, I believe. But that again is to raise money for Dementia UK. And that's done really well as well. So you've got, if you're interested in Bob Marley, you like, you want to raise some money for dementia UK, uh, check out One set Outside Records Bank and you can see all the bad Marley goods there.
0: Yeah, guys, go and check them out. You know, I've seen quite a lot of uh, what they've been doing, and it, it sounds awesome. I definitely mm. recommend it to you guys if that's what you're interested in. Also, helps to raise some money for dementia UK. Yeah, yeah,
1: very fun stuff. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> right, so. um should we talk about how you're coping now through all this COVID? Um, what 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 kind of plans have you got through this? Obviously, new lockdown that we're now in. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, again, I planned on gigging, but uh, that got shut down. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, ah, it was yeah, September, wasn't it when everything opened up a bit more? Yeah, and, yeah, I ended up doing I don't know it. about you guys in Leeds, but here in Manchester, we had about. about probably about a month and a half of being able to do what we was in because we was in tier two. Yeah, yeah. I and me, that was like, it like oh, is... it's over. It's, it's getting better. And then, oh God, November coming, it was like, shut up the door. Off. <laughs> yeah, get your bums back in.
1: Oh, definitely. We're, I mean, we're simming Leeds, like we, I, d- I did, um. so it all opened up, but I didn't book out or get involved straight away because I thought, um, no. I just, like we accept, well, I've gone to the pub a few times with my pal as well and just, I was taking it, went to a few pubs and it was just like, i was looking around environments and i seen out one, i was thinking, like, at time it was like, I'm not really going to, it didn't feel like he would be able to, like, get away with getting the gig in because it, it just seemed like no one was really interested at all and, like, you no know, rules, some at pubs weren't getting as much custom. So I just kept an eye on it all. Um, then um, one of my mates, uh, Eli Rivers, he uh, he got a gig at Packhouse in Leeds and he messaged me like, you know, do you want to support me? So we're like, all right, then. But, you know, it's easy because it's already booked and that. So I thought that's where we're going to approach it. So I thought I'd just try and get support slots, you know, so they actually booking a gig and having to, you know, set set up and do everything. It'd be easier. So um, I went and supported him and it went really well, like, the gig there were a good crowd there. And it were outside as well, which ran this, so it were like it wasn't as strict, like, you know, people were spaced out still, but it were a bit bit more lively, you know, being outdoors. Um yeah. <laughs> but then um yeah, so that happened and all right, Giddy. Um thinking, right, let's get some more gigs in and me and him were talking to do some, then like a week later or two weeks later, uh, the local lockdown happened the Leeds, which oh. shut down that and then yeah, we're annoying, but then we were, it seemed like as if we were coming out of local lockdown. So they brought that tier system in. So tier two ran it like, right, right, let's let's get some gigs going, then boom, tier three. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's been it's been crazy with the tier system, mm. the the lockdowns. It just doesn't seem to end. But um, you know, we get a glimmer of hope, and then it just goes away again. It's yeah, like,
1: definitely, glimmers. definitely. I mean, that's that happening, So. It was just that case again, as soon as stuff started locking up it like, right, instead of moping about it, back into the studio
0: and just start recording anything again, you know, just do that, get on it. Uh, how are you feeling about the EU refusing musicians for visas now that we're uh, out of the European Union? What's your thoughts on it? Bloody. Boris, right? Here's where I kick off.
1: Um, <laughs> it's... It Like I heard bits and bobs um, about it, but I was seeing like loads of mixed stuffs. So it just happened, so I thought I'll give it, you know, a few days till it gets yeah, a bit it. more clear. You know what, what's going on here. Because I thought I know, I thought I know the government are pretty useless, but I thought I'll, I'll give them a shot with this. Um, I'll see what's happened because I know it's been tense with negotiations. So I thought you know, EU don't really like us. We don't really like them at the moment. Everything's a bit heated. <laughs> Um, but then it looked like we were getting along, then it announced this, so like, oh god, what's happening now? And then I saw that, um, obviously it got blocked, so that were annoying. Uh, I started sharing stuff, so obviously, because I thought, like, after this all, when it's eventually normal again, I do want to try and get some gigs in Europe, but then, yeah, uh, I think it was special. today, right? Like today, oh, yeah, yeah, with this morning, I saw, um, like news reporting that apparently. That actually, off, the EU had actually offered these uh, visas. One, you know, sort the trade sort that would be typical of Boris Johnson and his pals to uh, ignore it, turn it down. So yeah, I just started sharing that petition because I, I just thought I'd had it. But you know, I'm trying. I always stated, like, from when I started doing music, I wanted to kind of just be in it for the music and just you know, doing that more emotional thing. I thought, I don't uh, know. Like, I I call it uh, doing a Bob Dylan when people start up a band (laughs) and they're trying to shout out to the system. It's like, there's that many people doing it. It was like, if you want to do it, fair enough. But for me, it was like, I'd rather just focus on my own thing. But then like, all this has been happening, like say with this deal, then like, obviously with how all this has been handled with pandemic. And it's just like, Slowly, Boris Johnson has driven me into doing a Bob Dylan. Cause like everything I'm writing <laughs> now is like bring down the, <laughs> the establishment. Like yeah, come on, I want
0: to write about. I'm so angry, I want to write about it, but
1: write I mean, yeah. in a good groove, and I think oh, this will be a good love song. Next week it's a depressing thing.
0: Like don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, it's like not trust anyone these days. It's like oh, mm. give up. Give
1: yeah, up the, so, uh, drove me up wall.
0: I can't. As I say, I
1: can't, I, can't, I can't stand them as it is, but with, mm-hmm. without, like... It's not even just this visa stuff, like... Uh, I, I mean, my mate's doing, a, like, a documentary to do with all of this going on, and um, he obviously asking us opinions. I was saying to him on that when he was interviewing me a few weeks back before all this lockdown. Um, I, like, I was saying to him, it annoys me that how... It's like still, there's quite a lot of people that don't realise how much the art sector is neglected by them. It's like not just this visa stuff that's shot us down Mm. when it came to the venues and them not getting funding and your art sector being closed down. It took them forever to get on with that. And then when they finally got on with it, they were acting like they'd had it planned all along. But they only did it because everybody was screaming on social media about it. And then they'd have to cheat to act like, oh, no, we're here for culture. It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. You've just done it. We've had to nag you to death to do it. So don't take credit. Just say, yeah, OK, here's your money. Don't make a big fuss of everyone going, oh, no, look, we're here to save the day. No, you are not.
0: Mate,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have dropped everything you've
0: stepped on it broke it and you're trying to put it back together with blue and it's not working <laughs> no it's not it's like they've been doing the european union trade deal for four or five years now yeah it's only just that uh, and it's been every couple of months right we're coming out on this day and then this day never comes nothing changes uh, it's
1: but... it's been past parcel mate cameron we're like all right you want to vote for that good one and then I'm gonna go and leave, and then Theresa May came in like, "Oh, I'll do it." And then next minute, she was crying on the doorstep, and then next minute, Boris Johnson took over. I don't know how that happened. I feel like, I feel like someone in the future discovered time travel. They've <laughs> come back. They've moved a the little thing, and it's caused one of them paradoxes. Because I did never thought to be day <laughs> that that man would be running this country. <laughs>
0: I know he's mayor of London for yeah. know, good few years. And that man who
1: quite... rugby tackled the kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, it, it just it baffles me. It's, it's it's like an episode of Black Mirror. What's going on?
0: <laughs> oh, that's 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 a that's a weird program, Black Mirror. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, it's so unacceptable. It, the it's, it's life, though, isn't it? You know, robot dogs going about. Mm. You know, coronavirus oh. Simpsons. It's all down to the Simpsons, man. They predicted yeah. it. off. It's just it's absolute.
1: It is madness. It is. And I, you know what, this is like now with this lockdown stuff, I'm not, I'm not really, there's that much U-turning. I'm not really keeping up with it. I was saying to me mate over there, you know, I'm, I'll see it for myself when something actually happens. It's just getting to a point where, where with any anything, not even just lockdown stuff, when they talk about oh, it's like, you don't, you don't know what to take seriously because they'll say something at one minute and then they do
0: something the next minute. And it's total, total opposite action. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, it's it's a weird time for everyone. It's it's no one's either here or there. Yeah. But you know
1: yeah.
0: hopefully we'll see the day where it's all over and we can just all kind of move along. But things yeah. seem to be moving into a different direction and all the colleges, schools that they want to uh, put yeah. more online learning. Oh, it's um, a nightmare with schools. I mean that's
1: that's what I work in, like when I'm not doing the music stuff I work in schools and it's that, it's madness about how they're They're like so last minute. We've been advised on
0: everything. It's just crazy, man. It's absolute madness. Yeah. So, have you got any future plans after um, hopefully COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
1: let's say at the moment, currently, uh, I'm currently recording a new EP. um, What's that called? uh, The new EP I'm recording. It's going to be called Blind Eye. all right. Yeah, it's me doing a Bob Dylan. <laughs> um, <laughs> doing the Bob yeah. Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw the government. Uh, um yeah, it's it's a bit more it's a bit more political. Um it's quite it's going in the same sound direction as my last album I did, um I released a few months back. Um same sound direction. There's a bit more heavier sound coming through like from my days in band. I've got a bit more of a Rockier electric guitar sound coming through. Yeah, more filter. Yeah, so it's more like sound development, but lyrically it's a bit more um, politically driven. Um, but I'm working on that at the moment, and I'm hoping uh I'm hoping like at some point this year, gig, you know, do a few get back into gigging with that. So I want to start, you know, like I've released about four like thing, One minute, I've got an EP, that second album, released a single. Like, when I release a CP, this will be my fourth release over the COVID period, so I already feel like I'm, like, four tours behind. <laughs> you know, I've yeah, got a I lot mean... of stuff to be... that has not been yeah. played live yet, and I need to play it live, but there's just constant new stuff coming out, which isn't a bad thing, so I'm still releasing stuff, but it's, like, I want to... My plan now is, like, after this lockdown stuff, I just want to... I want to get some pals together as, like, a backing band for mix. like, as I say, when we're releasing more like band full stuff on like online with like my albums and that's what I've been doing since first getting my melodic out. my plans to start like doing more bigger gigs you know and, and even start gigging out of Leeds like uh, Manchester, Sheffield even up Scotland yeah. down south maybe but that that depends that depends on all the tier system
0: <laughs> yeah I mean me and my band were trying to get up to Scotland as well um, there's a band that we follow called The Shan yeah yeah uh, that they they want us to come up, they want to come down. You know, there's so much plans that we had in twenty twenty, but everything's just it just went yeah, you know, our last gig was Sheffield. Uh and we thought, Do you know what, we're actually trying to get somewhere now. Mm. Things starting to move and then COVID hit, we lost a base player, we lost you know, we lost quite a lot. So it's just rebuilding back yeah, up.
1: Yeah definitely I mean everything turned upside the side not
0: it? Yeah it's it's horrible. So, talking about your EP and albums, you've currently said that you've got two albums out, which are Far Away and Another Winter. Yeah, yeah. You've got your EP, which is Reflection. Yep. And you've got two singles, which are "Energy" and Where Are You. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to run us through how you come to write uh, your first EP?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I did, like, like I was saying earlier, I did Far Away and it was very straight back and that and then it was coming towards lockdown um and i'd started writing more material and because i had a bit more spare well, well i had a lot more spare time because <laughs> because <laughs> of lockdown you know i'm a bit at the a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um so like basically boy. when i want just like sleeping i was just in studio um i started recording the cp and it was like as i say i started learning more ways of like layering guitars and stuff. So I thought, I want a more fuller sound, you know, with what I'm going for. Um started, 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 when I did start, I was kind of, I'd say like alternative folk. It was very folk in my first album, very acoustically driven,
0: where this is. Yeah, I, I've noticed that like each song or different EPs that you've done, they've been very different from the last.
1: Yeah, I like to, no, I don't like to, myself in summer you know what i mean like when i went band it was like yeah i had to write grunge and punk. i thought when you i couldn't have been playing like two grunge songs and the next minute me on an acoustic guitar singing like about living on a farm you know <laughs> uh, okay. but it was like it, yeah so the first album it was very folk span. i think when i first started it were it were just well, first that of being solo after being in like a band that was so heavy, it was you know, like it wasn't really heavy, but like a full electric band. It was like it was somewhat different to do, you know, just stripping back everything and going for a quieter yeah. sound. So, like my first album were very folky, um, and it were like yeah, folky and ambient, uh, just a different sound, very quiet. And the same when we recorded it, like when I recorded it, it were. I would like which drums that we were using brushes when I were playing guitars it were mainly acoustic guitars and if there were any electric it'd have to be clean unless it were so like we just it were oh, I was very strict myself like one track per instrument I wanted it to be like very minimalist so then um yeah. as I say a lockdown like hit and then we got to this EP, going on to what you asked uh, it were like after that it were like. After that like, period of just minimalism and releasing a quiet release, it was like, right, now I want to start picking things up and delving more into what the first album was, so with Reflection, um, it, it still had that, I still have like, even now I say still have like that folky inspiration to like my acoustic guitars and stuff, but not as minimalist. So I recorded Reflection with like double takes on acoustics and then Oh, right. Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, yeah. Cool. I've got like a stereo bar because when I recorded <laughs> it originally, it would just wow, one mic on the acoustic. Um, but then I've got um, this stereo bar thing, it's pretty handy it's to keep your mics in first. And I ended up using like two mics instead to get more of a full, you know, stereo sound for my acoustic. Um, and then I just started layering the electric guitars on, playing with sticks for a change on like drums, so sort of a bit heavier. And, yeah, reflection went more. Reflection went more into um, a heavy, like not heavier, but black. Like, someone said Americana, which I think is like the best word describing <laughs> it. Like you know, like it's a bit rocky, jangly. You know, very, very inspired. By it, kind of sounds like a bit more upbeat, still a bit folky, but rocky. But then like the last track on that were very punky. Um, called "I'll Find My Way," so I just I wrote it on the spot while I were doing EP and I thought, I want to chuck that on. So yeah, that that EP were like it. Were after like having my calm start of just doing something different, it was like right. Let's start building on that sound. Of where can we go from here? You know, bringing Simpson and
0: that. Yeah. So, what what advice would you give to anyone out there that has started music and they want to get some music out there? What advice would you give them to you know help them maximize their efforts of actually getting the music out there? Um, my advice would be like. So see a lot of bands
1: say, Oh, should we release a single? Shall we release an EP? Shall we release an album? There's always like that question, you know, when you first start. Yeah. What, yeah. First, yeah. For me, it's look at how many songs you've got. How happy are you with them songs? If you're happy with none of them, don't release them. Just work on, mm-hmm. first of all, your first priority, I say, is to work on being happy with your song first. Um, Cause there's no use having that song. So then every gig you play, you're gonna be "Oh, I'm not too keen. Oh, I'm not too keen on this." Oh, this yeah, <laughs> yeah, Be happy with your songs first, what you've got, and then I'll say if the best way to look at it is if so, you have a group of songs you're happy with. Look at it this way: Would you rather release them one at a time? If they don't look at how they fit well together. Cause if they don't, if you think they're a bit too off each other, you know you could record them and release them separately as singles. Have so to go well together depending on how many you've got, you've got an EPR an album there. That's the thing you can't ask, um, should I release this versus that? Versus? Because like with me, when I look at a group of songs, it's the thing of, if these fit well together, I want them to be together when they go out. They're like a family, you know what I mean? Not going to put one of them yeah. out, you know, they, they go together. Yeah, <laughs> you can have, yeah, you can have some songs that are better alone. It's like, right, well, you're not, you're not going to get along with anyone, so you're off on your own. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's it's that like approach yeah, yeah. sound cranky saying it that way, but it's it's that thing of if starting out depending on how you how many songs you have, obviously if you have one, just do a single. Don't force an EP if you don't if you're not sharks sure, so and that might not work, but go off how many songs you have, and it's if the fit if you feel like they fit together, go EP. If you don't, go single. But it's the main thing is once you decide that. Um, I'd say when it comes to recording process, just don't have your idea in your head how you want it to sound. But as well, even though you've written that song, you are still making that that song is not finished until you have exported the final mix. So even if you get ideas of changing stuff or you know, ideas of adding something you don't, you didn't think should have been there in the first place, do that like just take advantage as well. Like the recording process isn't you have to do it that way because that song's written. You are still creating yeah. there as well. That song is still do still being birthed. You know, You've, it's still going through everything. It's getting, you know, raised and that. You've got to put full time and effort in. you know, and it's that that thing. So I've noticed that with a few farms. I've read people like, oh, it's not feeling right. It's like, well, yes, yeah, when you're recording it, you're building it up bit by bit. You're still creating that song, don't just set rules to how it should sound. Record it how you want it, but then listen through and you might want to add more bits. It's that thing of just being creative as possible, but stay just focused on that and do what feels right. And if you don't feel right, don't don't feel bad to put all out. So at the end that day you want to release whatever your first release is, you want it to be best possible. And just put your all into it. And uh you know, yeah, just put your all into it basically and just be, be <laughs> confident and don't be afraid or of being like judged for if you strict some out of it or not, so that's that's the whole part of it really. It's just knowing that your songs fit together. You know, if they fit together, do an EP or album. Don't do a single. And then again, just to take note while you are recording this song, it is still in that creative process of so do restrict yourself from doing stuff that could make that song 10 times better than what you thought it could be as well
0: yeah it's the beauty of studios as well you can go into the studio with the song and with all the effects that you can use after you've recorded it you can add them to oh definitely yeah that you find about you know studios are amazing places and they're they're great sometimes and it's like well ask the sound engineer and work with him with what you want to feel, ask him for advice as well, that's that's an important thing, because they're <laughs> a third person. No, definitely. Definitely, we were like that with band, because, like now,
1: obviously, I'm alone, recording, when i do doing my solo stuff, like when we're in band, it was like, you just get ideas, I remember like, I remember when we were doing the first EP, and the bassist, had some ideas, for some extra, extra vocals, to go on, so I'm like, oh, we'll give it a shot, you know, see how it sounds, next minute, we're like, well, why didn't we think of that when we were gigging it before? And that actually sounds really good, you know. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's like you're in the studio and it's like, because I think you're getting to hear it. It's not you on the demo, you're hearing a full performance. But then that's when your brain, like, you know, clicks and you're like, oh, actually, didn't think of this bit. Didn't think and it's those little bits that end up creating these, like, songs that you're really proud of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's well, um, I think we're going to leave that here now because time is clocking on a bit. But this has been Lewis Jack Imman and Series 1, Episode 1 of the Bandana Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, Lewis. Thank you for sharing your story. No, no, me.
1: thank you for having me on,
0: man. I've right enjoyed having around. rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite interesting to see how you've been through COVID, learn a bit more about yourself and mm. just help other musicians understand and people in general, uh, the life of musicians and what we do.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah.
0: thanks again Yeah, it's been a pleasure thank you man next time on the podcast we will be having a conversation with Jambam which will be the episode 2 so watch out for that and yeah thank you very much Lewis it's been a pleasure